This morning's Bible reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no Spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to begin this morning by asking some questions. Are you thirsty spiritually? Are you parched spiritually? Emotionally, are you weary? Are you worn down? Do you feel wilted? And then in your spiritual life, are you experiencing frustration and disappointment? You want to do good, you want to do better, but there never seems to be enough power on the inside to do it. And the cycles of failure continue. The answer to all of our needs is God's Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Pentecost Sunday, the celebration of the event in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit fell on people of all nationalities, all languages, all people, and filled them with the very life and presence of Jesus Christ, the risen and ascended one. Now the Holy Spirit is variously pictured throughout the New Testament, Images help us capture the essence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is sometimes pictured as wind, sometimes pictured as fire, sometimes pictured uh, as a dove descending, offering peace. But the image that is our sermon text this morning is the image of water, where Jesus says, whoever believes in me may drink, And out of that person's being will flow rivers of living water. Now, water is a very apt analogy. We can all relate to water because we all need water to survive. Experts tell us that we can probably live three, four weeks without food, but we can only live about three days without water. And if that is true in our comfortable climate where there are variations in temperatures. How much more true is it about Palestine, the region where Jesus was born and lived his life? Hot, arid, dusty, dry. Water was absolutely crucial to existence, and it was a precious commodity. And so Jesus claims this image for himself and for the Holy Spirit. He claims it beautifully saying that he can meet the deepest needs of the soul, that he can meet the needs of the life in ways that no one else and nothing else can. Jesus Christ, the water of life, the Holy Spirit, the river of life flowing in us and flowing through us. Now the richness of this brief passage of scripture comes alive 
when we know a little bit more about some Bible background. Jesus was participating in these moments uh, in a Jewish festival known as the, the Feast of Tabernacles. It was a very elaborate ceremony celebrating God giving water from a rock when Moses led the people through the desert land many, many centuries before. And this ceremony, the Feast of Tabernacles, was one in which the priest took a pitcher down to the pool of Siloam. He filled the pitcher, and then in procession, he walked with the throng from Siloam to the temple as the people sang and as the trumpets blasted. And they did this day after day for seven straight days. And when each day when the priest arrived at the temple, he took the pitcher and he poured the water into the sacred bowl. As the people heard the water trickling, they were reminded of God's goodness, of God's provision, of God's water of life for each of them. And it was a wonderful, beautiful ceremony. Day after day, for seven days, as they repeated the pouring of the water, the symbolism of the water of life. Now, Scripture says on the last day, the climactic day, the great day of that festival, Jesus did two things. He stood up and he cried out. Usually, rabbis like Jesus sat down to teach. And in my mind, I think Jesus usually spoke and taught in a conversational tone. But in this instance, Jesus stood and he cried out, he shouted, both so he could be heard and for emphasis. And scripture says, he stood and he cried out, come, believe, drink. Anyone, everyone, come, believe, drink. As he was declaring the water of life that can nourish every soul, this is a beautiful picture of the overflowing mercy of God in our lives. How the water of God's grace floods us, not just barely enough, but extravagantly overcomes us and inundates us. It's a beautiful picture of God's forgiveness, the work of the cross where our sins are dealt with and wiped away, washed away. The image of New life, fresh growth, starting again. And it's a, a powerful image that, that we can really hang on to. I love a statement by uh, Andrew Sung Park. He once wrote, When Christ died on the cross, the Trinity was broken open and the Holy Spirit poured all over creation. Don't you love that? When Christ died on the cross, the Trinity was cracked open and the Holy Spirit drenched all of creation. Pentecost, the coming of the Spirit. And for me, that's very encouraging to know that God's great presence doesn't hover in the stratosphere up there in the clouds, occasionally visiting us in a crisis, but rather the Holy Spirit comes in a concrete way to indwell my life 
and to indwell yours, to indwell the church and the world in powerful ways, that the Holy Spirit is not up there in the clouds, but here concretely in our midst among us. But there's even more to this image than Jesus' initial invitation to come and believe and drink. Notice that Jesus is not focused on water in a bowl or a pool or a puddle. You know what happens to water that is left too long out in the sun. Uh, it, it's never refreshed. Eventually it will grow stale and putrid. Uh, eventually it won't be fresh and it won't be uh, uh, much help to drink. And somehow Jesus says when we believe we're not just pools of water. We're not just bowls of water. He said, out of our innermost being, rivers will flow. We know that rivers are open at both ends. They both receive and give. And that's what makes their water fresh. Because there's always a giving and there's always a receiving. There's always that movement, that flow. A reminder that we are not simply to be recipients of God's goodness and his grace in Jesus Christ. We're to be those who share that grace and that good news. We're not merely to be receptacles. We're to be conduits, rivers of living water. In a world that is parched, in a world that is hurting, in a world that is in pain, and for many without hope, we have that good news of Jesus Christ and there is this missionary impulse that always lives uh, in the Holy Spirit's ministry. It's, a, it's an impulse that is evangelistic to constantly be sharing the life of Jesus Christ, the water of life with other people, whoever they are and wherever they are. There's another uh, thought to this image of rivers. And that's the, the truth that rivers sometimes overflow their banks. Rivers are not always easily contained. Sometimes they overflow and they cut a new channel. Certainly during these pandemic days, many of us have been observing the reality that the Holy Spirit creatively works around old structures, beyond and in spite of old structures. The Holy Spirit will not be contained the Holy Spirit will flow and will cut new channels. And even though the old structures used to work, the Holy Spirit is not interested in being contained, but in flowing freely, even if that means overflowing the banks of the way we used to do things. Many years ago, in this very church, I preached a sermon from John chapter 4, Jesus Christ's Declaration I am the water of life. After the service, a woman came up to me, a woman I'd never met. She shared with me briefly her story. All her life, she'd struggled to know God. She thought it was about works. She thought it was about doing enough to please God or to avert guilt. She was lonely. She was empty. She said, my soul was so thirsty. She said, then I had a neighbor who started sharing Christian reading with me. And this morning I heard your sermon on the water of life. 
And she said, all of a sudden, it fell into place. I'm not thirsty anymore. I'm satisfied. And she also said that she felt a new power on the inside, a new desire to live differently. And of course, that was the Holy Spirit living within her. A beautiful reminder that God is always doing new work and that thirsty souls can be satisfied and can receive power to live differently than they have in the past. On this great day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried out. And he's doing the same today. And here's what he's saying. He's saying, what I have to offer you is not more of the same old, same old. What I have to offer you is new and fresh. Something beyond ceremony. Something beyond ritual. Something more than going through the motions. Something more than good intentions or pious words. Jesus Christ offers us life. And he offers us power as his Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. And I want to challenge and invite you today. If you've not yet drunk from the well, the bowl, the life, the river of Jesus Christ, would you this morning open your heart and trust him and receive that good news, that person Jesus, so that in you and through you, rivers of living water might flow. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, hear our prayer, touch our lives at the point of need, at the point of pain, at the point of pressure or thirst. Hear us and work in us. Through Christ our Lord, amen. I want to thank you for being a part of worship this morning. It's been great to celebrate together. You know, as a part of Pentecost weekend, we've been participating in a Baptist World Alliance experience, uh, some online worship together. Baptist World Alliance, by the way, is a, uh, a collection, a fellowship of 240 unions or conventions from 125 nations all over the world. And during this season of pandemic, Baptist World Alliance has been working to relieve suffering, the intense suffering of many people because of COVID-19. Many projects, 80 projects in fact, in 50 nations have been carried out through Baptist World Alliance. And First Baptist Church had a part in that. So I wanna remind you today that in your faithful giving to First Baptist Church, you're also doing faithful giving through First Baptist Church to the entire world. Thank you for being a part of that as you give online or you mail your checks in. And now in the spirit of our text this morning, the one who believes in Jesus out of the innermost being will flow rivers of living water. I wanna challenge and invite you. Make this day a blessing to someone else. Go do something for someone today and be a blessing in Jesus' name. Have a great day.